This is Bitcoin 2012 all over again. Let me explain what I mean. And this is the Loot Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. Guys, what is going on? Luke here today. Good out in good old Georgia, y'all. And uh, just doing the whole, you know what I'm doing right now, the walk and talk. Kind of looking at my sweet Georgia grass here. The famous centipede grass. Centipede. I don't know if I got some uh, Kentucky grass in here somewhere. I can't remember the other mix I did. But I'm out here doing a walk and talk. Walk and talk here on the Loot Guy Show. Here to provide results. Here to, because let me explain my mission of what I'm about. And why I'm very proud of it. And also, too, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Bitcoin 2012. And what I mean by that, because that Bitcoin 2012, some of you know what I'm talking about, and how that possibly connects with virtual closing to some of you. Not saying that everyone that gets in this will do this, just like everyone who got in Bitcoin 2012 did not get the same results. Going to go into what I mean, so just so you know I'm not exaggerating or anything like that, with proof, okay? So, so my mission, my mission goes back to an obtainable result that helps people gain freedom. This isn't a training this isn't like an Andrew Tate Hustlers University, you know, not saying if I'm against or for the guy because he's just all over the map with things that he says. But, you know, he has like a Hustlers University. And based on what I've seen, you know, this is no hate, but this is nothing like that. And this is so what I want to compare to something even better is Domino's Pizza. OK, and you may go, what in the world is he talking about now? But I want to talk about something that happened decades ago with Domino's Pizza to put them on the map. So short story, Domino's was a hole in the wall started by two partners near like a small college town. And the deal was there that these two guys was getting on the pizza trend. It was hitting the news that pizza was the hottest thing now. And they wanted a piece of the pie, literally, if you know what I'm saying. So no pun intended. So and they literally could barely afford this hole in the wall of a building and I think one of the partners had to you know jump out because he was running tight on money I believe is how that went down and there's this competitor called Pizza Hut and they're blazing they have this dine-in there's all these mom-and-pop pizza shots popping up everywhere you know Domino's was really facing dark times funds were low things were hard but it's when they came up with this phrase it's when they came up with this mission for their company. It was the moment that they would make history and one day become the giant, I'm talking about probably the biggest giant pizza company in the world. This was their first baby step was when they did this, was when they came out with a phrase and I'm summarizing, get your pizza hot under 30 minutes or it's on us, you know, something like that. I need to officially look up that sign but this was a story that I heard on Domino's Pizza. And they still run, you know, promos around this theme. And it's been a mission for them. It's kind of what they're known for, you know, for the past many decades, however long it's been. And they said this in the face of Pizza Hut. Now, no hate to Pizza Hut. I was a big fan of Pizza Hut as a kid. And I fell in love with their stuffed crust. But Pizza Hut just didn't hit, okay? It it, Domino's hit different. I'm talking GZ language right now. I'm proud of myself. So, it hit different, you know? And I hope I don't murder this term. Pizza Hut just wasn't dank no more. 
And I hope I didn't murder that. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. But I don't think Pizza Hut was... Pizza Hut wasn't dang. And hopefully, I'm not destroying my language right now. Because I think I'm catching on to Gen Z. I might have just completely said that wrong. But basically, Domino's was crushing it with their mission. People didn't care about coming into a building with Pizza Hut as much as they getting a fresh, hot pizza under 30 minutes. Same thing with Amazon came out with a mission. Their mission was getting products to your door without you having to walk inside of a Walmart. Walmart hated this about Amazon. They thought there was a joke. I mean, the way Walmart makes money is by putting the things you want the most at the end of the building. Who would have known? Who would have thought you could take a $3 of eggs, put it in the back of the store, and turn what should have been a $10 trip into a $100 trip by putting the things in the back of the store that you want and making it cheap and making you walk past all that bakery, all those desserts and chips and cereal and oh, that latest cupcake mix and oh, what do you know? Someone's walking out with a TV. I need a brand new TV and oh man, I, I forgot about that new book that came out and you walk past all that and that's why they hated the idea of you just going to your phone or your, at that time, a website and clicking what you want. Oh, that was like murder murdered walmart but amazon's mission see walmart's mission is how do we make things the cheapest for you they they say that's their mission sometimes they're on sometimes they're off amazon's mission is yeah price is important but number one speed is most important what is the fastest way we get it to you without you having to get up that was their mission if you looked at everything they've done it was how can we get this in on your front porch because i tell you what I don't know about you, but I hate when I did it. I haven't done it in a long time, but I hated going through Walmart for four hours, running into people that maybe I did not want to run into, right? If I want to come see you, I want to, I'll come see you. I don't want to see you at Walmart. So that was always a thing. That was always a thing with me. So when Amazon came out, oh, and I recently, Walmart's, you know, strike at Amazon is their Walmart grocery thing where you pick it up at the, you know, the curb. That's doable. That was their strike back at Amazon. They did not want to do that. Can almost promise you that they fought it for so long. But anyway, back to what this has to do with Bitcoin 2012. You ready? My mission, my mission is to help people gain freedom, match your salary, work virtual, find freedom, travel more, okay? And be, and possibly be able to do that under 30 days. Now we're working on that we're perfecting that. We can't do it in 30 minutes, by the way. Now, now, how do we do that? Now, this doesn't work just for everyone with $10 and an empty stomach. That's the thing, though, with our business. That worked with everybody with a face and a pie hole and $10. That worked out. The deal with my situation is finding the right people who match that. And who match that? Well, it's people who are entrepreneurial. It's people who have a mindset to grow. They want to get paid of performance. They want to get paid for performance, not for existence. They actually think it's possible to grow and build. They don't blame everybody and the government and the country, you know, for their loss. You know, they don't think America is the worst country in the world. I actually think America is one of the greatest countries. No, it is the greatest country, in my mind, in the world. I don't agree with a lot of things that happens in this country. I don't like the direction our country is going in different ways. But America still compared to North Korea, China, most of Europe, Africa, India, America, the USA, say, USA, she still touches my heart 
and I'm thankful for the freedom. And if you don't feel that way, this is probably not going to work for you. Now, can this work for people outside of the U.S.? Sure, it can. We've helped people outside the U.S. My point more than you say is that you don't blame everyone. You're not a government mindset and thinks the government owes you, your parents owe you, your grandparents owe you, society owes you. If that's you, you're just going to flunk. You're going to flunk at life, period. And I don't mean to be so blunt, but those kind of people, and I I mean, I pray for these types of people because they're not going to be happy. They're going to be shot up with drugs. They're going to be shot up with depression. They're not going to be very happy. And I, and I feel for those types of people, and I believe that's due to bad training. That is due to possibly their teachings, people that was in their life. That kind of programming in a human leads to destruction. I believe in being responsible for what you have. And I also find people with that kind of mindset that knows they can do better, doesn't feel like the world owes them, has an entrepreneurial mindset. They don't mind doing sales. They want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they've been an entrepreneur, right? They they love the idea of investing into stocks or investing into a business or in this kind of mindset because they understand the power of return on investment. It's like a farmer. If you have, you know, a bowl of beans and you plant them, the bowl of beans could turn into a bucket of beans or buckets of beans. But my mindset is instead of eating the whole bowl of beans, eat half, plant the other half, so therefore you have several bowls of beans or buckets or wagons full, depending, because what you put out, you can multiply that, but multiply zero by z. guess what you're going to get if you multiply by zero? It's going to be nothing, so if you don't put it out, nothing comes back. You're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So those are the type of people that we can help, and our goal is whether it be 30 days or 40 days, that's the range of helping people get hired. You get hired by marketing genius companies in the virtual space. Now, how does all this tie into Bitcoin 2012? Let me explain. Bitcoin 2012, just in case you don't understand, was a cryptocurrency that came out, wasn't 2012, was actually before 2012, but it really hit my radar around 2012, which was the year that I got married. And of course, when you get married, you start thinking more about money, if you know what I'm saying, because everything costs money. Because when you're married, man, things, things just get automatically more expensive. So I knew it was before 2012. I knew it was a few, I believe it was a few years before 2012. But if you had invested around 2012, in fact, I'm going to look this up right now. When was Bitcoin created? In fact, I'm going to punch this in right now, punching it in the old Googler. So when was Bitcoin created? So it was actually created in January 2009. And if we look at the charts here, in 2012, Bitcoin was still only worth 120. When it came out between, between 2010 and 2011, it was only worth around nine cents. And then uh, actually, no, 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 no. Let's see. Began at 1328. So 123 in October. So let's see. It was, no, it was 13. So in 2012, it was $13.28. So I'm 100% right. Looking at this chart in October, by, uh, let's see, it got up to, so it was $13. And then it got to October. And then it spiked all the way up to $1,200. 2013. Then it fell, but by 2012, it was worth $29,000. So 2012 was, I'm actually right on the date, 2012 Bitcoin. 2012 Bitcoin, it, you could have bought it at $13. 30, at $68,000. So pretty much what this is saying, 
Okay, now in 2022, it got as high as $68,000. I didn't realize it was that dramatic. So you could, it's like buying a stock at $13, and then in eight to 10 years, it jumps up. Could you imagine buying a stock for $13? And then, it sh and then it goes all the way up to 68000 under 10 years or at 10 years. No, that was actually nine years that happened. Wow, that is amazing. So Bitcoin 2012, the Bitcoin opportunity is over, okay? Because even if Bitcoin goes from $50,000 to a million dollars, which is so far-fetched as more competition enters the market with Bitcoin. So the chances of it going even from where it's at to a million dollars a coin is very, very unlikely. But the opportunity of 2012 to now Bitcoin, that opportunity where it literally did over 100x, it literally did over 100x. Imagine investing in something in 100x in nine years. That opportunity has been gone in the Bitcoin world. And I really don't see it coming back for Bitcoin. To, for it 200x, I don't even know what that number even is because I will flop right here on my podcast because I do not have a calculator of what 68,991 or whatever, what even Bitcoin even is right now. Maybe, I think it hit 30,000 because it dropped a little bit. But they say, they say if you'd invested between $10,000 and $10,000, $50,000 in the early days of Bitcoin, let's say like 2012, they said you'd be worth way beyond 50 to 100 million dollars today. Now, am I saying that virtual closing is like that? Am I saying if you become a virtual closer, you're gonna be worth 50 to 100 million dollars? No, I'm not saying that at all. But Luke, your title says, you know, what is the next Bitcoin 2012? Is this the next Bitcoin 2012? What I want to tell you about is my prediction. This is 20. This is 2023. Think about what year we're in, okay? And here's the stats that I'm reading, and here's what I'm seeing. So Bitcoin was an amazing opportunity, but here is what we're seeing right now in the info space. Either it was Forbes or Business Insider. They're predicting that the info space world will be either match college enrollment. Like the college industry is worth a trillion dollars in the USA. From what I understand, it's close to a trillion dollars a year. And I can double check on that but it's very close to a trillion. And I think this university, small college, all combined is close to a trillion dollars a year. They're saying that the info space could be the thing that makes college space, that makes the college space collapse. So either the info space world, the education space, the virtual space will come to match the college world or it will surpass it and make the college go down. Why do I say that? Well, think of all the other trends in the past you had Dominoes that said we're gonna bring it to you and with the power of the internet they did you know not only did it deliver you in car but you could deliver you could buy it over the internet pizza hut really didn't master that never did my mind and pizza hut now is getting punched down by Domino's. Domino's is the king of pizza now look at the stocks i believe Domino's crushed them last year in fact i believe Domino's is bigger and in fact look in your local towns ask around which is more likely to get which one's buzzing Domino's or Pizza Hut, and in your city, Pizza Hut may even be closed. In so many smaller towns, Pizza Hut's actually closing. I know in our areas, Pizza Hut's are actually closing down. Not all of them, but there's way more closing down than Domino's. Okay, you got Amazon and Walmart. In some arenas, Amazon has crushed Walmart. Why? Because it joined the virtual forces. It said, we believe the internet's gonna be the power of the future. 
And that's why in some ways, Amazon dominates Walmart in some ways, okay? Now, think about this. You had Uber coming out. Uber came out and said, we believe that people should have the ability to schedule their taxis right from their phone. They believe that it was faster. You didn't have to wait. You didn't have to holler side the highway. The, the buying, the booking are right there. Boom with your thumbs, okay? Guess what? The average person in the taxi business got crushed, majorly got crushed by Uber. And now Uber's coming out in the freight space. It came out of the taxi space, in the food delivering service. It is starting to crush all the small businesses for supper. So what's the next thing that I think is going to happen? The education space. And the only reason the info business hasn't completely crushed college already is because college is propped it up by the government. The government is the government needs a way to teach the youth to shape its mind to make sure they don't revolutionize against the body to the body of the government and that's why it is propped it up if taxpayer money did not prop up college i believe it would have been crushed by now the numbers wouldn't be what they are today i actually know people who work for the college and they are over the application process of getting new students in. I'm talking about major universities in my area, and I ask them the simple questions. What does it cost to get a student to enroll in your school? I actually know these people, and they would be open to me. They don't know the answer. It's absolutely amazing. They don't know the answer, just a simple answer of what it, what, the thing that runs the university. You have to hear this. This is, uh, this is why I believe the info space is taking on the college world. See, if you don't know the answer to the number one question of what keeps your place open, you are in trouble or you're not getting your money the right way. Because here's the thing. If Walmart did not know their cost per their customer, cost per customer, Walmart would collapse. If Amazon did not know the cost per customer, it would collapse. It would have no idea what to spend. How do you do marketing if you don't know the number one answer of what does it cost to get you a customer, right? So I'm not saying all universities are this way, but this university has between 30 and 50,000 students in it. You know what that means? If they don't know the cost per student, what it takes to get a student in, that means it's propped it up by money outside of acquisition. That means that the government is spending a lot of money and they don't know how much it took to get people in outside of word of mouth and, of course, doctrination. I mean, the school systems, all the teachers say, if you want to be successful, go to college. And it's funny to me because the people that I know that have college... They're still only making $50 a year. They drive to a building. They're, they're blowing 20 to 40 minutes a day on the highway. They don't love what they do. They're not growing. They're making the same thing they've made for four years. Their health is declining because they ain't got time to wait to, to weight lift and exercise. They, they don't feel like they're growing as a person. They don't feel freedom. And because you have all these teachers telling them, so that's what's propping it up. It is taxpayer money. See, with a real business, with an actual real business, the way you stay in business is by making customers happy and you have the ability to get first. So first of all, you get clients and you know how to do it. You've got that down to a science and you know how to, have, you know how to make them happy. Those are the two things that keep businesses open. And then number three is you build a team around it. And that's why 80% of people fail. They absolutely fail at freedom. Because here's the thing, 
You're at a job, you want to get out, what do you do? You start a business. Why? Because your company's not going to give you freedom. It's not going to pay you what you deserve or what you think you deserve. So you start a company. But you find out, oh wait, getting a business, you know, growing a business is hard. Getting clients is hard. You know why? Because you have to spend money to get clients. And there are people that I know that have spent $10 and beyond to get clients and never figure it out. They may blow tens of thousands of dollars on YouTube ads and Google ads and Facebook ads and TikTok ads and they fail, they flunk because it's risky and it takes so much to get a business going. And that's why most people fail at the freedom thing. So what do I think is the Bitcoin opportunity 2012? I believe despite the government propping up the college world, I think the internet space, the info space, the education space will still be the college. And the moment it does that, the government's going to notice and maybe they'll jump on the train. In fact, you know, you've got, you can do your, your college on the internet. You don't have to go to a building, but they're not going to push this. College work on the internet, they purposely make harder. They want you to come into the building for a very specific reason. How do I know? I did it. You, you ask anyone you know who went to college, or maybe even yourself, internet college, definitely in the summer, is harder. It is way harder. And the number one reason, number one reason kids go to college, well, I shouldn't say number one reason, but around here to come to party. That's a big one. Well, maybe that's not the, I, I imagine the number one reason is to make money one day, but the party comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got Facebook groups of what they do at these parties, and it gets crazy at these college parties. So, I mean, they know that, and that's part of the, come on in, we got the party for you, we got all this good stuff for you, you're going to make lots of money, but on the backside, it's not that way. On the backside, you look at the results of people who went to college, they spent fifty, eighty thousand dollars Going through college, they spent four years, five years of their life. Now they got $70,000 worth of debt. They start out making $4,000 a month. Now, they've got grants. Sure, they have that. They have things that could possibly help you there. But a lot of people do not get those grants. A lot of people aren't so fortunate. But anything, the time it took you, the four to five years it took you, was way more valuable than the $50,000, $60,000 that was invested. To, to spend $60,000, get into a career over its lifetime to make you a million, could possibly be worth it. For example, most people are going to make a million dollars in their lifetime. At $30,000 over 40 years is $1.2 million, if you do the math. I believe I did that math, right? Yeah, $1.2 million, $30,000. So to make $1.2 million on a $50,000 investment, it's not too bad, right? It's not amazing, but... It's like a 20X, still not bad. But the thing is though, while they was doing that, they, they still didn't get freedom though. Like they still didn't get their definition of freedom. Now, I'm not against having a boss. Some people never want a boss. I think everyone needs a boss for at least a few years. I think everyone needs to clock in somewhere. I think everyone needs to, you know, pay their dues, if you know what I'm saying? Because if we didn't have any workers, our economy was collapsed. So I think everyone should do it for a little bit, but I think there's a time when it's time to level up where that human feels like they're dying. I'm out here walking my yard right now and I'm looking at these huge pine trees reaching for the sun. And these trees are, can be 25, 30, 40 years old. And yet they always are growing. But you know, humans grow even more than trees do. And if they're not growing, they're dying. Now we may not be growing in length, maybe in weight, but not length. Once you get to a certain age, you quit growing in length. But either your knowledge is growing your health is growing, your talent is growing, 
your money is growing. Something is growing inside of you. And if not, depression, it seeps in. Pain, which we're always going to have pain, but internal pain due to not growing. Because we was made to grow. We was made to hit new heights. And that's why I recommend the combination. If you have a job, you're crushing it, but you've hit, you've capped out. You have an entrepreneurial mindset. You have a heart of gold. You want to do big things. You got purpose. You want freedom. You want to travel one day. I recommend possibly becoming a virtual closer. And the opportunity of the moment, the Bitcoin 2012, if you will, I believe is in the virtual closing space. Are you going to 100x your money in virtual closing space? I'll say this. There is a way to 100x your investments in virtual closing. Here's the path to that. Become a virtual closer. Get good at the skills of setting appointments, closing deals, qualifying, pipeline management. Get good at this skill, okay? Then once you get the inside, you see the inside, you do it for a few years and you're crushing it, you're happy, freedom, travel, all that stuff, it gets boring. I then recommend, okay, I then recommend you think about building a brand. What is your result that you want to provide the world that no one can do better than you? When you lock that in, you have a formula, you have a process of getting people results that they actually care about. And every day you work on being the best at that thing, being the fastest one, being the easiest one to deal with, making it as simple as you can, whether it's saving marriages, gaining muscle, losing weight, whether it's building software, whether it's building CRMs, whether it's helping people to jump higher, I don't know. There's actually coaches out there that teach you how to jump higher, by the way, and people pay money for that. Like in sports, right? How do you measure if you're the best jumper? Well, if you can clear six feet, seven feet, I'd say you're pretty good. And maybe in military, they need to learn that. Maybe in sports, they need to learn that. It's about an obtainable and measurable result. For example, if you can save marriages, and you can honestly say, we have saved over 500 marriages, here is our formula. Like my formula to freedom is this. Ready? Your, your, Your formula So freedom is finding a marketing genius. So that way you're not the 80% that fails at marketing and getting clients and building a team. That problem's been solved. Join a company that has a marketing genius inside that provides amazing results. Join them instead of fighting against them. Learn the virtual closing way, all three levels inside of that. Once you crush that, match your Charlie and beyond, quit your job, travel when you want, gain the, like, feel the freedom, soak it in, grow your nest egg, like, live again, grow again. And once that gets boring, then think about building your own brand and creating a brand, a business that provides results. Like Amazon result is how fast can we get people products at a click of a button? Domino's was how fast can we get hot pizza that people actually love? What is your result? That thing that you're good at the best. And that's that's gonna take you long term to figure that out. But here's the thing, y'all. You don't have to do that at first to get freedom. It's just a matter of finding a marketing genius company and crushing it with them. Surpass your income, quit your job, build your nest egg, grow your credit, grow your credit, do all these things I'm telling you right now. And then once you've done it, it gets boring. That is the recipe. To me, that's the recipe. And there's so many ways to do this. But if you get in like an Amazon FBA, you got to buy inventory. You got to do marketing. And people felt that. If you get an Airbnb stuff, you got to find the house. You got to buy the house. You got to find the renter. You got to find the customers. You got to rent the place out. You got to clean it. And you've got tons of competition. So instead of trying to go up against the competition, join the King Kong of the arena and just work for him. And then just figure out how to build your own brand, but maybe in a different space. Because you don't want to backstab people. 
but you want to learn the marketing. You want to soak all this in. What people pay tens of thousands of dollars to do, you get on the inside free. Why? Because you have a skill that they want. Because you've been taught it, you've combined it with your personality, and people trust you, which is the number one reason why people buy. Because they trust you. And the number two is they like you. They have to trust you before they like you. And the thing is, that's where most salespeople mess up. Is that they think, well, they need to like me because I'm going to dress nice. I'm going to smell good. I'm going to talk fancy. I'm going to give them water and they're going to buy. But every other salesman is doing that. And guess what? That means you're like your competition. And that's what I'm telling you is it's about gaining trust. But Luke, you're maybe like, well, Luke, how do I, how do I get in all this? How do I do all these things that you're telling me about? Like right now, like how do I get in the game? Well, let me tell you my numbers right now, okay? Our formula is that we go through 400 companies and in that 400, I'm trying to think of the time span that is in, that's within 10 days. Yes, within 10 days, we may go for, for each client now. We go through about 400 companies that are hiring. Out of that 40, I may select the top 40 to 50 out of that, <clears throat> okay? Out of that top 40 to 50, you may talk to 10 of them. And out of 10 of them, you may pick three, and together we'll pull the trigger on one, and that is your marketing genius. And through all that, if that company is not what you want it to be, we start over for you until you find a marketing genius company. And that is why people invest in us. That's why they pay us, is because we can go through those numbers. First of all, I know what a marketing genius company looks like. Most listening to me right now do not. In five minutes, I can look over a company and tell you that's going to be a waste of six months of your life. What would you pay to get back six months to a year of your life? What if I could take 10 years of my experience and crunch it in a week for you? Because you think of the guy. Well, think of two guys, for example. Let's say two people are worth $1.2 million. They've made $1.2 million. But the difference between the guy who made it at 75, which is most of America, and the guy who makes it at 25... You ready? What's the difference? Is the guy who did it at 25 did it faster than the guy who did it at 75. Well, Luke, duh. True. Well, Luke, duh. But why don't most people do that? Because the guy at 25 knew what the guy at 75 knew. He did it faster. How do you do things faster? Is you skip hitting so many walls and you learn from those who did it. You do this by having mentors. You do this by learning from people who've already done it and you learn to listen and be humble. And when you hit 1.2 million at, at 25 years old, you don't think you're the stuff. You know why? Because there's another guy out there at 30 and he's worth 1.5 billion. So the key here is to be humble and always learning and even helping the little guy that's where the speed of growing comes in instead of thinking we know it all because we have a four-year degree and we're broke yeah i got my paper i'm smart but you're broke no freedom you're not with your family you're not where you want to be but that's the problem with the paper and i'm not against the paper i'm a college dropout so i'm not totally against college i'm glad my doctors got them you know what i'm saying they show up in a room with a skill saw and ain't got college man i'm running out but here's the thing, not everyone needs it. But my problem with this movement is that people who have that piece of paper, a lot of times you can't talk to them. Do you have your PhD? No, stupid, okay, well, I can't talk to you. Not, they don't say it like that, but, and, not, and there's people who are humble with degrees. I know people who are very humble, and guess what? They have my respect. Because my problem with this movement most people, and, and not just people who have degrees. There are people who've crushed a million quickly and you can't tell them nothing. But because of that, they will never grow beyond that faster. Humble is the way. Love abide, pride divides. 
And we got to keep that love in our heart for one another. And just because you're ahead of someone doesn't mean it will always be that way. And it definitely will not always be that way if you don't maintain being humble and focus and always stay in the game and always learning. That is the key. That is the way growing as a human being. And I've slam packed this podcast pretty thick, y'all. And I'm hoping it helps you understand why I think this is the next Bitcoin 2012. Based on ta- stats, go look it up. Is a virtual closer alone? No. But by getting in this industry, could it possibly be if you own a brand that provides a huge result? Can it? Oh, definitely. And it will be more sustainable than Bitcoin. Bitcoin has literally dropped in half in a matter of days before. It has dropped beyond that. The crypto space has dropped down from 100 to 1 before. I mean... You see that, what, is it the FTX or whatever? The Sam, what's his name? He looks like Sam Frodo or something. And he's in jail because he lost all those people's money. And it's because it's 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 not a business. It's not a real asset. And not, now I'm getting to the crypto stuff where people want to debate me about crypto. But to me, a business is way more sustainable because you're actually getting people results that matter. I mean, when you ask, for example, if you're a company that saves people's marriages, what is that worth? If you help people save them with taxes, what is that worth? You're an asset. You're a service and you help people do something that actually matters. But besides crypto, what does it do? It exchange and moves money. Okay. I see it. If No, if it did it faster and more securely, okay, I get it. I see it. But most of these crypto things are not like that. It's not that. It's built on you're going to get rich. You're going to get rich. And it's built on a hope and a dream, not a service and a result. And I'd rather build a business on a service and a result. Maybe a little bit slower, but it falls a whole lot slower as well. So that's my thoughts on it. That's why I feel like the info space is the next Bitcoin 2012. Hopefully this helped you in some way. And I appreciate you listening to the uh, Luke Guy Show.